All right, all right, okay. We good? We good? We ready to go? I think we're good. Do I sound good? Am I coming in? Yeah, I got it. I'm really throwing this together. I got everybody going. We're good. We're good. All right. Okay. Let me get time stamped here, and then we'll roll in. Sorry, I was looking at my... Sorry. What the fuck? You just John thired me. (laughs) (laughs) Look, all I got to say is... I just saw John John just voice when he said that that was weird. Um I it's uh I saw the song title Bad Boy Donkey Island and it made me laugh. <laughs> That's a real good song name. I will permit fucking up my podcast for a for a track name that good. <laughs> Listen, lose. We're back. It's your pals that we like bad music only. Socks make people sexy.net's monthly music roundup podcast where we get together, we discuss the month of music that was, and we each pick a favorite album to bring to show and tell. And today we're talking all about May of 2022. I'm Polly, the host who had toast this morning for breakfast, and I'm joined. As always, by my favorite audio asshole, Taylor. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Oh, it's going all right. You, did, you good? You ready? Ready for you? Did May? Did May blast your ass real good? I don't know why I worded it like that, but we'll just go with it. Yeah, yeah May. May was a bit of a May like April before it was a bit of a blur for me. Mm, <laughs> another one of those like everything's blurring together. Well, I mean, considering that everything was just kind of like a blur of busy and awful throughout the month of May. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that. And yeah. of course, we've got SocksMakePeopleSexy.net's official dream daddy. It's Psychic Dad Vibes Heist. Hello. Hi, you just woke up from a nap. I'm letting everybody know that you slept really close to the podcast and almost missed it because you were taking oh. a dumb daddy nap. I was I was cutting it close. I yeah. I was I was not well behaved. Now that now that you've got a half a year of podcasts under your shit, you think, oh, I'm Mr. Big Shit now. I can just like <laughs> I can I can make everybody wait. I'm the star here. I get to be the asshole. I get to be the John Thayer of the show. It's basically what you're doing to us here. Uh, don't get a big Uh-oh. head here. I've been doing this for eight years, Man. and I'm only an asshole at least eighty three percent of the time. Okay, don't get too big for your britches on my podcast. Oh, I, I, I mean, John Thayer, though that shoe's way too big for me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you're probably right. Yeah, you, 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 did, right. you, you've not held us up for tea yet. Uh, you don't I, have. No, I did make my tea in the process of dashing to get here, so I haven't, haven't. Yes, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I don't think John could handle that kind of multitask, like rush, get the tea, and arrive. Like he's got to do one or the other. It's just, just it all falls <laughs> apart. Oh, oh no! I had a I had a cozy morning. I crawled out of bed at about ten thirty. Oh listened to all three of our albums again. I'm made so myself a, lo- a wonderful maple old fashioned on my way upstairs. Oh, that's the good stuff. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I woke up at five in the morning to write about some of the albums we're talking about, and then a kitten was attacking me, and then I had to get things ready for the kids. And well, that's all boring. But yeah, that was my morning. <laughs> 
You can tell who actually prepares for this podcast and who doesn't. Like somebody waking up at five in the morning to write about shit to be on our podcast. Like, wow. Look at that. Look at Mr. Overachiever over here. I, I've got to do it just to keep things in order because I have, have too many thoughts. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, I, ram- I ramble enough, you know? So. Yeah, that's a good point. Even with the notes, it's just like, all right. Here's 35 mm-hmm. minutes, and we're going to talk about this indie album that only one person out of this audience has potentially heard. All right, we'll do that. We will roll right into that segment. Uh, but hey, guess what? May, May, right. May is come and gone. I, and of course, I kid. I kid. Um, May is come and gone, and, 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 and every once in a while, we run into uh, what, what are kind of like, I guess, event albums, releases, so to speak, where they're kind of like... They're either big enough that we have to talk about them or they're they're so ingrained and, and kind of tied closely with, you know, previous years where you've listened to these podcasts and you understand that certain artists kind of pop up a lot. We talked about the ghost record, despite the fact that, like, none of us picked it, things like that. And, and we got another one uh, this month that um, was kind of a big deal. Uh, it's been, 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 been about five years since Mr. Kendrick Lamar graced us with... Uh, his little previous album, Damn, and he just recently, this past month, uh, dropped Mr. Morale in the Big Steppers, which Taylor's favorite is a double album. <laughs> Isn't that great? Uh, I can't escape it. Can't escape it. And, well, you did, because you literally didn't listen to this one, so it's fine. Yeah, I didn't listen to this one. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we kind of have to at least talk about it a little bit um i guess i'll start with some so, some of my thoughts on it because i had i had a journey with this album that kind of landed me to where i'm at uh i i was there fucking midnight listening to this album the morning it came out like i was like I need to be there need to listen to it listen to it that first time i was like oh, okay yeah. this this is an album that's saying a lot uh it's a very intensely personal album uh, you get that from the very opening track it's like this is like an 85 minute therapy session uh essentially um and like there's there, there's some topics on here that are discussed that are very important i feel a generational trauma within the black community um there's a song about transgender family members that kind of addresses this topic in a way that i don't know that i've ever heard a rap song do before uh from fr- from a a pretty understanding point of view and i think a lot of people have kind of misconstrued how that song is put together but i understand mm-hmm. i understand why that song is presented the way that it is and why and, and if you don't understand that by the end of the track when he makes the fun when he drops that final bar and then you know i think you're just trying to witch hunt here a little bit maybe mm, um yeah. but i got to the end of the album and i thought man that album really said a lot uh it was it, it it's very poignant it's it, it's speaking to an experience that even he himself is like yes you know i've contributed to this trauma and you know i've traumatized people with the way everybody thought i was the saint and i'm literally out here doing the things that i've preached against you know i'm kind of the dickhead uh and i respect that kind of like self-confrontational stuff i think that that's always interesting um and then and then i found out that oh wait kodak black's on this album uh and if you don't know who kodak black is well he's a shitty rapper for one uh, but he's also a shitty human being who is an, an indicted and pled out rapist. Oops. Mm-hmm. And uh, on your album, yeah. on your album, where you're supposed to be, you know, talking about the ills of generational trauma within the black community, you're telling me you couldn't give voice to 
a victim when you yourself are already speaking as somebody who has contributed to the trauma you have a literal rapist on your album to be like look look this is what it does to people and that kind of really soured me on the album and and Mm -hmm. the messages that it's trying to put out and then my final uh my final like 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 where i land on this album is finally just like holy crap this album is actually kind of boring and just not any fun at all to listen to Mm. I, i just think it's really boring and that's not something I ever thought I would say about a Kendrick Lamar album is that, holy crap, this is just actually kind of boring. Um, and mm. that's kind of my, uh, that's kind of my, uh, my arc with, uh, with, 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 with uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. There are still a few songs on it that I like. Uh, I think that title cut's really good. Uh, a lot of the first disc mm-hmm. is really good. Um, but I think a lot of that second disc really lags pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, uh, Dad Vibes? Where are you on Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers? Um, I think very similar to you. Like when a Kendrick Lamar release happens, Kendrick Lamar is one of those artists that really pulls a lot of people's attention from all walks of uh, how they listen to music, like all music fans, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, from your mainstream to your underground yep. he, and, and people who don't even necessarily listen to rap or hip hop are going to listen to this album. Like he has that draw yeah. um, and it's earned and it's yeah. very much well earned because, uh, y- you know, it's, it's safe to say like, it's probably too easy to say like to pimp a butterfly and good kid mad city especially were were like some of the biggest albums of the 2010s yeah and just really... huge artistic statements that are mm. completely undeniable that like i would even say like i would even tell rap like fans that don't listen to like go listen to those two records at least like mm. they're very yeah. they're very poignant yes yeah um and so kendrick is a uh just an incredibly ambitious storyteller yeah and i and i'm gonna and i'm gonna give this album that like this is a rich album like it is it is uh produced very well i like the little piano motifs Mm -hmm. motifs and i like the kind of the tap dance um cues you get throughout you know literally tap dancing around tap dancing around the issue is a really really big (laughs) big point of the album I I like that swing you took. Um but um yeah, I, I, I enjoy that those elements of it. I enjoy uh you know, I, I like how Kendrick um talks talks about how he's not your savior, you know. Um like I think there's the line uh uh the the cat is out of the bag, I'm not your savior. I find it just as difficult to love thy neighbors. I like that he's kind of confronting people's uh, I guess celebrity so yes well celebrity worship in general yeah yeah uh, right where you you think of your heroes as like these untouchable things but mm-hmm. in reality you and, know they're they're they they have issues just as much as as your own you know like yeah. the, they're going through things just as you are going through things and, and kendrick himself has fed into that sort of savior complex where people have sort of seen oh, him has. as like a savior of the black community and stuff and mm-hmm. he's just like and it's understandable that this is the album where he finally just like look i'm not that and i can't be that like the last track is literally like i choose me i'm sorry 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually, I actually think the hooks on a lot of these songs are probably the most consistent for a Kendrick uh, shockingly album. consistent yeah he's not yeah, great with hooks he, he's never been really good with hooks i've never really go to kendrick i mean he's, he's definitely had songs yeah. that have had good hooks yeah. and great hooks but this one's pr- the most sort of consistent with that so I, i'll give it props for that um and like you i think like the first couple of times i was listening to this i was just like wow there's just so much to process here I'm I'm going to be uh, fe- feasting on this all year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do tell you this. By the fifth listen, I was like, I think I got it. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> there were a lot of people that were like, I remember when this album came out and reviews started coming out and people were like, how can you possibly digest this album in three days? It's like, dude, it's not that deep. It It's not Billy Woods, y'all. No, it's really okay. literally just look generational <laughs> trauma. Bad. I'm not your savior. Like that's it. That's this album, yeah. and it's okay for and those. It, that's fine. It's okay. Like it's yeah, not that and deep. I, I, yeah, and I guess there's also like there's little elements of him, you know, fatherhood yes, is in there. Absolutely, that's um, in there too. Yeah, and you know, there's little I guess little touches of like what's going on. Some of the. Some of the way that he's calling out the council culture part yeah. is a li- is a little like, dude, come on, uh, really? <laughs> Who the fuck is canceled? Name one person that literally is canceled. Yeah, there's there's a little there's a little it, it doesn't come across well. Um, I do think, like like we talk about the Kodak Black feature, and mm. it, it 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 it's just, I think it's intentional. It I is. think he's like. It's just just to make it an uncomfortable, challenging feature. Um, and the thing is, I think you could actually pull that off. You could pull somebody in that has that has an admitted trouble, troubling past where they've done right. some shit. But they need. Mm-hmm. But like, if you had them on that album to expose themselves in the same way that you did, and and being remorseful for that, and right. being like, look, right. I'm like, mm-hmm. even the Denzel Curry album is like. Dude's owning up to a lot of shit that he did, but he's also like, I'm mm-hmm. working on this. Kodak Black's features are just literally like, look at me rapping about the same shit I always rap about. I'm here yeah. to make money on this big album. Like, you're just platforming somebody. You're not yeah, proving it does, anything. And I agree. It does feel like a platform, unfortunately. It's, it, it seems like, I, I don't know, I'm overlooking something. Like, because I want to believe the best in Kendrick, but then I'm like... But the album is literally saying, I, the album is literally saying, yeah. why are you doing that? You right. don't know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, in uh, a way, like, yes, it's smart. Yeah. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you were just giving a platform to somebody. Yeah, it's just, it just, it's just when you look at the real life details, it like, it really, especially like, you know, the, the, the big emotional cathartic moment is Mother I Sober. Absolutely. Uh, and it just. When you know the details, that song is just, it just feels Ooh. hollow. Yeah. It just feels hollow. Yeah. You know, and it, it sucks because that is such a well produced song. Got like Beth on, Gibbons like, for that, man. I, they're, they're pulling, yeah, they're pulling from fucking Portishead. Like, wow, what a pull. What a pull. Yet, <laughs> there's like, yet. This, yet, <laughs> there's this, this. <sighs> problematic yeah (laughs) really really problematic aspect um so 
I'm not going to begrudge anyone that really likes this album. I'm sure it's going to get year end, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. year end, like be, be high on year end lists. And, uh, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, but, and this is like, I guess this is where like, this is where like the comical hipster in me comes out. <laughs> um, y'all listen up. Denzel Curry talks about like 95% of the same yeah, shit yeah. on, on, on his album. Uh, and if you really want to put your thinking cap on, listen to Billy Wood's new album as well. Cause yeah. he's also talking about a lot of the same shit and it's a lot more for me. It's a lot more, uh, engaging. Uh, I think we can agree. The Curry album is a lot better uh, album oh, experience yeah. overall. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you really, again, if you just want to, really dive into something that's like, like going layers really, and layers really going into the history of g- generational uh, uh, abuse uh you know billy woods's album yeah. you know, ethiopes is ethiopes. is where you go yeah. um so uh but yeah you know at the same time i guess it's it's a Kendrick Lamar album, right? Yeah, we like it's, it's going. It and, you you have to talk about it. And again, Kendrick yeah. Lamar has been a staple on our end of the year list, both for me and Taylor, uh, even pri- yeah. prior to 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 you joining. So you know, yeah, like I remember. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. always in, but like like I think that like it's important to take a look at those 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 kinds of albums. Um, mm-hmm. And, and they're like they're we'll probably be talking about another one, I imagine. Uh, but I will be probably doing that in a different way uh, with an album coming out in June. But ooh, I think I know what. Yeah. Imagine that's going to occupy uh, some space in all three of our minds. Uh, we'll probably mm, be doing no something. Idea. Probably be doing something special with that one. Um, that probably will need to be its own thing that you can only find on the Discord. So. <laughs> I have no idea what anybody's talking about. C and C. Oh right, there's a Coheed album that's supposed to come out. God damn it! <laughs> you start a bit, you try to be sly about it, and Taylor's just like, "Oh hey, let me spoil it." <laughs> what me edit uh, things? No. But Polly, Polly, mm. Polly, mm. like, can I? I, I, I almost feel like I have to make a slight correction because I think there was one zeitgeist that was a little bit bigger than Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. And uh, I feel like I have done a disservice <laughs> to the listeners here because mm-hmm. uh, I missed an album for April. Uh-oh. Um, and, you know, this, this, this is associated with like a, a media pop culture phenomenon I, I think people are still talking about no one's talking about Lamar anymore, but they're still talking to stuff associated with this. Uh-huh. So um, I feel like I've all failed you, but uh, here I go. Uh, I listened to the new John X strand album. My silence should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> okay. <Oops>. Well, <laughs> why John X strand is a Swedish composer and his new album is Morbius. Parentheses, original motion picture soundtrack. You're fired. Oh you're fired. God. You're fired. That's it. Last episode. You're done. You've, you've just, blown it. it was six six months. Everybody. Six months. And he gets so big for his britches, he thinks he can come on my podcast and start making Morbius jokes. Good. I just, I just the, feel the like the only I funny Morbius joke is that it failed at the box office a second time. That is pretty good. 
That is pretty good. I just felt like I had to do the work of the people. I had to figure out what this was. Um, I haven't seen the movie Morbius, but I listened to its soundtrack Apparently one, no one once. Else um, you could put that on the back of the box. I just I listened want, to the soundtrack. I want everybody to pay attention. Psychic Heist, I want you to especially pay attention. I want you to listen very closely. <laughs> That's your contract. <laughs> Bye. It's All over. Right, so our next episode will be auditions for Psychic <laughs> Auditions for seat number three. Uh... <laughs> um, if you need some tips and pointers on dad vibes, you can uh, contact me in the Discord. <laughs> no, we might ban you from the Discord after this. This might, <gasps> this might be it. <laughs> oh, well, y'all, y'all are lovely, and I've, a, uh, I've appreciated y'all, and thank you. It was so nice much. knowing you. Uh, it, was, it was a pleasant <laughs> experience. I mean, too bad you had to fuck it all up at the end like that. That was real. I just couldn't think of any better way to follow up Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Other than just like, yeah, that's. I mean. So anyway, other albums released in May. How about we talk about those? Oh, I was about to say, uh, before I'm fired, can I finish off this episode with y'all? Just, just for one. You know what? For old time's time sake. sakes, and, yes. and I've already sent the PayPal payment, and I don't think you're going to send it back. Um, sure. I might as well get my money's worth. Wait, hold on. You've been paying him? Um, all right, so let's talk about uh, some uh, May albums. How about that? May music, the podcast where we talk about monthly releases. All right, uh, hey, I uh, I listened to an album in May. It's, it's um, the first. The first one is appropriately named "One" by a band named O O U, mm. a band that I would like to tell you more about, but unfortunately, they are literally ungoogleable. <laughs> because their name is completely ungoogleable and you can't search for them on Spotify and actually find them and the name of their album is One one of the most the most used names for songs and album titles ever I can tell you though that they're very exciting and interesting progressive rock the album kind of meanders a bit when it tries to be more um atmospheric and quiet but i think that those rock those tracks that are straight up rocking out are some of the most interesting time signature changes i've heard in modern prog in a while uh what about you uh dad vibes do you got any uh do, do you got got any albums i got a couple albums got a couple uh do you want do you want to talk about another big album for me uh sure sure um I listen to The Smile, oh, a light yeah. for attracting attention. But Taylor would have loved if we, one of us would have picked this one. It was close. So it's it a, was very yeah, close. Yeah, this one was close for me, too. I almost picked this one. Yes. Um, so The Smile, or you could call them Radiohead 2, <laughs> or maybe in the way that, you know, Alien to Aliens, you could just call it like Radioheads. Radioheads, um, yeah. Um. The Smile is pretty much one half Radiohead. It is yeah. Tom York, Johnny Greenwood. Uh, they got producer Nigel Godrich again. Yeah, of course. And um, the only the only real new factor here is drummer Tom Skinner. Who's He's drummed. real good. He's awesome. Yes. He's very very good. Uh, and he drummed for the uh, the British uh, a jazz group called yep. Sons of Comet. Sons of Comet. Which 
are ending. I believe I saw the headline that Comet is ending. I think maybe mm-hmm. Skinner was like, <laughs> maybe Skinner's like me. He's like getting too big for his britches. Could um, be. Could be. <laughs> um so first thing i want to say about this album uh straight up is that uh this album cover is terrible yeah it's Uh, it's pretty shitty (laughs) it it is an eyesore like um i celebrated my anniversary a few weeks ago and my my wife got this album she pre-ordered this album for for Mm -hmm. me uh, on vinyl but i'm like i will not be displaying you i'm gonna listen to you (laughs) but i'm ugly it's ugly sin man (laughs) that font i'm like um Anyway, uh, here's the deal. I'm a huge Radiohead fan. I'm a huge Tom York fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally say Radiohead is my favorite band. And what I actually mean by that is like they're very they're the most important to me because they they kind of led me uh, to find and seek out music on my own accord and kind of develop and dive in this music nerd hobby Mm -hmm. like it really kind of starts with me being like i don't know was i 15 or 16 laying uh i remember just laying on my bed uh reading over the the lyrics to hail to the thief that was the album um Mm -hmm. and just being like what the hell is this i don't understand this why is this so popular and uh and then it clicked and after that it it really just that was that, that that was the beginning. Uh, so I I oh I feel like I owe Radiohead a lot, and I love them, and I have a very tight bond with their music. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a side of me, like the fan of me, that's like, I can't believe you didn't pick this for me. Um, yeah, I had, this, and- I had that same moment where it's like, this just feels like a shoe, and I feel like I should be fighting Psychic Heist for this one. <laughs> yeah. And that's not the one we ended up fighting over. No, it's not. It's not. Um, and I feel like I'm like like I'm not loyal to Radiohead or something mm-hmm. by not doing this, you know. Yeah, like I'm not yeah. a real fan. Uh, but like, here's the thing about this album. I think it is fucking solid. Yeah, I think it is very very good, and mm-hmm. I think it continues that tradition that Tom York's music brings, and that it is very rewarding on multiple listens. Mm-hmm. And um, out of all of like the side projects, I would deem this as one of the strongest. It's the strongest for me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Tom York's first uh, solo record, Eraser. I, lo- I love. I love the Eraser. Uh, the Eraser is probably one. like, but everything after that, and like an Adams mm-hmm. for Peace, is just like, ah, it's just a straight up miss for me. Yeah, Adams. The, the Adams for Peace stuff so is I is also been kind of hit and miss for me. Um, albums. Well, I guess it was just an album um, that uh, had some good tracks, but then had some really messy tracks. And I think that's because like Tom York and Flea were just getting wasted for like two days while recording that. Mm -hmm. So kind of comes across as such. Um, I I also I know I know you don't share this uh, same thought, uh, but I also like Anima a lot, too. Um, I thought that was a, a, a that was a really good, strong Tom mm-hmm. York solo. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But this album from the Smile, mm-hmm. uh, I I feel like it has just a the thing about it is I feel like it has a little bit of a identity crisis. I oh, think. Oh yeah, it's all over the place stylistically. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it like it works best and feels more of its own when like the instrumentation and the production and the songwriting is like a little more minimal. Yeah. Like it's a little more tighter and focused in its rhythms mm-hmm. and how uh articulate and kind of groovy the guitar playing can be. Mm-hmm. Um and then you get like little like light embellishments of orchestra like behind it. like that to me is what I really like about it. It's the not album. as overindulgent as a Radiohead album might get. Right. Until you get some yeah. songs. Yeah, there are a few <laughs> obvious ones. That feel, that feel like a moon-shaped pool, too. <laughs> yeah. And, like, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with these tracks being a, a moon-shaped pool, too. Like, a moon-shaped pool has kind of developed into being my personal favorite Radiohead album over the years. It's real good. Um, it's, But the thing is, is, like, when you do... This is the first time I've really encountered this where I feel like it's almost like you're repeating yourself a little bit on a Radiohead project. Like, even when the Radiohead album sort of whiff or a, a Tom York project sort of doesn't hit, it still has its own... Uh, it, it was trying something different, something new um, within its wheelhouse. And and this is the first time I just felt like, oh, I feel like we're, we're kind of going back to that territory again. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that is what ultimately is my thing of not picking it is like this album is not surprising. Um, like a Radiohead fan has already listened to this album. Someone who is familiar enough with Radiohead's music kind of knows this album. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like a super surprising experience. No. Um, you know, it's like, it checks all the, the boxes for again, uh, some 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 great tracks and some some great moments that, that that sort of eerie dread you can feel with Radiohead's music, but then also like I don't know big emotional beats and mm-hmm. um I don't know like just the the elements that make I guess Tom York like like uh, such a big draw for me, but at the same time I. It, what I'm trying to say here is that I think my issue with it is the is a production. I think some of the the production here is a little overproduced, and it needed to be able to, as, it needed to breathe a little more, feel a right. little to, to feel a little more natural, and it kind of doesn't. Right, and it's like I know Nigel Godrich is like the special glue yeah. in putting and holding everything together when it comes to Tom York and Radiohead. Um, but this is the first time I think I would have liked to have seen them go with another producer. Yeah. Um, I really kind of want them to get away from Nigel Godrich because I think it's yeah. just kind of stagnated their sound. It's it's stagnated. Yes. Um, like there's the song "We Don't Know What Tomorrow Brings," mm-hmm. and I just want that song to rip a little bit more than it does. Mm-hmm. You like? I, I feel like it's just a little muted. I want it to. I want it to kind of kick in a little bit more. I mean they. They do that well enough with uh, you'll never work in television again. Yeah. It's like almost I kind of want that edge back, you yeah. know, because it, it would give the album a better cathartic release at the end. Sure. But then and then like my I guess my 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 last little criticism, though, is like Radiohead um, or, or a Tom York project will kind of always end with end on like a really good finale. Yeah. Like a really fantastic song. But this mm-hmm. for me, this is one of those rare exceptions that. 
that ends on a song that does absolutely nothing for me. Yeah, don't like skirting the surface at all. Just eh, it's there. It's a song. It is that song is it's there. Like it's just it just drags on and it just doesn't five and a half yeah. minutes of nothing. It just it. I, I think I remember your initial impression. You were like you felt like it was the album was a little lopsided, and I yeah. feel like that's. That, I feel like that's the song that makes it feel long. I think and so, having listened to it more and more, because that's the song that I get mm-hmm. to where I just kind of hit a brick wall, and thank God it's at the end. Yes, yeah, I know, I know. Because uh, I, I can know. deal with "We Don't Know What Tomorrow Brings" being like a pseudo closer in my mind. Uh, it's fine. Me too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I like this album. I'm not gonna say it's great or groundbreaking. Like as as a Radiohead fan, it's comfort food. Um, but yeah, please get away from Nigel Godrich. I know he's literally just the, the like the seventh or eighth, ninth member of fucking Radiohead now. But I just no, please. We need somebody else. It's like Iron Maiden having the same producer for the last twenty years, or when Metallica mm-hmm. was stuck with Bob Rock for like fifteen years. It's like yeah, like everything sounds the same now. There's no adventure here. You you need somebody that's gonna push you in a different direction. Yeah. Yep. But like who's going to be the one that pushes Radiohead at this boot at this point? Who's going to come in a studio and tell fucking Radiohead how to produce and arrange and write a song or to compose? Like who's going to be that person at this point? Exactly. Nobody. nobody. They don't they don't have many more albums left in them, I don't think. So it's just like, yeah, like nobody's going to be the one to go nobody's going to go in and tell Tom York like, "No, why don't you try it this way?" <laughs> literally nobody is going to do that at this point and i don't know that if he's i don't know that if he has a big enough ego to where he would just shoot down any kind of criticism like that he's he's talked about it before mm-hmm. uh i think this was around in rainbows era mm-hmm. where they were originally going to go with someone else i don't know who and that person was very much a yes man so uh. the re- the reason they picked nigel is because he trusts nigel because nigel will kind of stand up to him with like no like this is shit or you know no this is good we should do it this we way get, we get taylor to produce the next radiohead album get somebody Hell in there yeah. get somebody in there that really doesn't like him at all make that relationship antagonistic in the studio and see what happens there could be something beautiful out of that actually. i think so yeah. i think taylor oh, comes boy. out the other side of this converted <laughs> or Maybe on the evening I news or on the evening somebody. news for having killed tom york <laughs> Uh, Please don't kill my boyfriend. Oh. I don't. I don't know enough about Tom York's personality to know if that is a bad idea putting us together or not. Oh, I meant just this musically. Was, musically, you uh, know, just you know. Oh, well, fuck! If I'm if I'm producing a record for Radiohead, I'm getting paid a decent amount of oh, money, yeah. so I'm probably just <laughs> yeah. going to be watching porn on Twitter or something <laughs> while they're doing their Here, shit. Here, Tom, you throw Tom his Casio keyboard. He bangs out a few blips and blops, and and we just he's like, "Yep, sounds great." You take the Rick Rubin approach to album production, where you yes, just lay right. on the couch and they like, is they, "Does it sound good?" Yeah, or sounds yeah. like that's. That sounds like if if you're looking at porn, Tommy works in the studio. It sounds like that'd be a lot of moaning going on that day. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you get you're rehired. That was a good joke. You won me over. The nice redemption to be back, arc. Everybody. That was a good. Nice to be back. That was a good 15 minute redemption arc. I think we did good. I think we really pulled them in with that one. They really thought you were going to be gone, and that was it. We're going to have this teary farewell at the end. But no, you want us back. You Dragon Ball Z'd that shit. <laughs> nice work. Cut, cut, 
cut to me forcing Radiohead to cut an album to tape with only monophonic analog synthesizers. I would be on board for that. Hmm. It would probably be pretty cool. I think so. (laughs) It'll never happen. I would make an album like that. Taylor, let's make an album like that. We can make an album like that. I'm in. I'm into it. Let's do it. All right. Now, um, so any cutting final... to tape in this case will mean the three hundred dollar <laughs> fucking thing I dig out of a pawn shop somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like. I remember getting a like a, a small reel to reel when I was like seventeen. I got a small reel to reel from a local pawn shop that I don't know how the fuck they had it. It was like what? And like people would come up like, why do you have a, like this reel to reel in your house from like the sixties? <laughs> I don't even think that it works. Like I've never had like the equipment to actually hook up to see if like it's actually still functional. It's just I just like having a cool old ass reel to reel. That's cool. Um. So, any final thoughts on the smile before we ask? Before we finally involve Taylor with the podcast? <laughs> the smile. It gave me a smile. It gave final. me a smile. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Taylor, do you, do you listen to anything else in the month of May that you would like to call out? Uh, yeah, we got some stuff I can talk about. Okay. It's not, again, because I'm chronically a month behind at this point. <laughs> it's not necessarily stuff that came out in May, but that's it's fine, stuff that fine. was commented upon. Sure. So you remember a few episodes ago where Psychic Heist asked me what the big deal with undeath is? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I can safely report that I have no fucking clue what the big deal with Undeath is. Oh no! <laughs> well, here's the thing: about once a year, there's some death metal band that sounds like it was recorded in a fucking Fort Lauderdale basement <laughs> in 1993. Yep. Without fail. and all the death metal people, like, just circle jerk all over mm-hmm. this album's face. Mm-hmm. And this year it's fucking on death. Yep. And yes. I don't get it. Yeah, just kind of like, yeah, this is a thing that exists. Oh, I I'm mean, glad, in terms I'm of this excessive. Yeah. Sorry, I was yeah. saying, I'm glad I don't feel alone. Yeah. In terms of this excessively old school death metal approach, uh, I'm going to throw out some better names Tomb Mold, Ceremonial Bloodbath. Uh, fuck, what's the other one? Grave's End, which was a snub from my last album of the year, or maybe my 2020 album of the year, I don't know. But yeah, there's there's bands who do this old-school death metal thing that I do enjoy, but Undeath just... If you're gonna do it, you should, you should strive to sound like a good version of old-school death metal. You shouldn't strive to sound like somebody who would have been forgotten if it did come out in 1993. Like, like, it's point. like Anvil trying to remain relevant to, to rock music. And he's just like, look, you guys sound bad. Stop trying to be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, on death, I don't get it. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's validating. And, yeah, other... Other than that, there's a few albums I've listened to, but because of our skewed time scale, they're more relevant for the month of June (laughs) than they are for the month of May. Uh, But, you know, like, for example, I think I already talked about the fucking Rammstein album in the April episode. Yeah, yeah. Good album. It's a good album. I like it. They're still having fun doing what they do, and I appreciate that. Yeah. But other than that, I've listened to a few June albums. I don't want to 
spoil not in the yet. meantime. Not yet. Especially because yeah. I don't know what I'm going with for June yet. I yeah, already knew like, what uh, I was going with in May. It, it, yeah, like the June, like the first week of June kind of crept up on me in a way. I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, there's nothing for me to listen to. And then I get to yesterday, like I get to yesterday. It's like, oh shit, no, there's like three or four albums I need to go listen to now. Okay. Uh, June is yeah. starting off a lot stronger than I thought it might with things for me to need to check out. I need um, to watch that because it's uh, it's it's felt a little dry, but m- yeah, maybe I need to, need to go look around a little bit more. Yeah, um, I like yeah. the new Pure Reason Revolution album, uh, Above Cirrus. I listened to this. Yeah, what do you think? Yes, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I need to listen to it more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have like the the most developed opinion about it, but it, it's it's a good uh, front to back. album and uh there's the song phantoms yes uh, it's so catchy it's very catchy and it's 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 kind of groovy and you Mm want to dance to it but Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you also want to headbang in it as well uh so kudos to that um yeah i I definitely want to spend that a a few more times yeah like it's definitely like like if you're looking for some of that clean prog uh and this is a band that i learned about from rhett last year uh so uh, yeah, like I, I was really impressed with Above Sears. He didn't like this one as much, uh, which was kind of funny because like this is the one. Really? That, oh, like I didn't like the previous album that he liked that much, but I like this one, and it's the opposite for him, where he still likes the, uh, the previous album. So funny album how that works. More. That's so funny. Um, steak sauce mustache, all juice, no noise. Yeah. Just yes. a fucking fun groove metal kind of thrashy, just like ridiculous and over the top kind of silly metal album that it's it's just fun start to finish like there's yeah, nothing wrong with it yeah uh it's very i say it has very cheeky political <laughs> societal commentary about it it's real uh, good it's so yeah. smarmy and fucking just smug yeah. about everything it's saying yeah and it definitely it's gone it's gunning for best song titles of the year <laughs> yes um, you know, bad step boy Donkey dad, Island. Stepdad energy. Stepdad energy. No earth theory. Uh, <laughs> truck nut allergy. And yes, truck nut al- allergy. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this uh, 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 quite a bit. And this is also a band that led me to the the metal outfit Oakley Doakley. Is anyone familiar with Oakley Doakley? Oakley Doakley? No, I am not familiar. <laughs> Please explain Oakley Doakley. <laughs> Oakley Doakley is this, uh, they're a metal group that dress up as Ned Flanders. Okay, no, I have heard of these guys, actually. Yeah, these guys are cool as shit. Yeah, do you believe that this isn't the only Simpsons metal that I am aware of? I would actually believe that, yes. There's another band, there's another band called Dr. Colossus. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Sex Cauldron, I I thought they closed that place down. Um. Yeah, I, that was just fun. It was just a fun to skip because I saw uh, Steak Sauce Mustache was touring with Oakley Doakley, and I was like, "What's Oakley Doakley?" And then I was like, "There's a Simpsons metal thing." Um, oh, that's so, so great! Like, like I yeah. did no better band for Steak Sauce Mustache yeah. to, to <laughs> fucking tour with than Oakley Doakley. <laughs> I would, I would love to see those shows. Yeah, um, that is a show I would absolutely go see. You know? Yeah. Uh, I listen. I listened to the new Primitive Man mm. uh, EP. I mm-hmm. guess it plays. It plays like an LP. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's big. It's a chunky boy. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, did you get to this? 
Uh, yeah, I think I brought it up last month, actually. Yes. Quote, yes. unquote, last month. I remember now. Yep, yep. So, um, Primitive Man, title is insurmountable. It is the most extreme music that I am aware of at the moment. It's I pretty, can't even, it's a I, lot. <laughs> I can't think of any, nothing else is coming to mind at this time, but mm-hmm. it's extreme. It's, it's, it's very extreme. Um, I like album experiences that make me feel like I've leveled up after I've listened to them. <laughs> uh, this is definitely one of those. Um, it, it just like, ah, man, I remember first time listening to that opening track and I'm just filled with so much fucking dread. I'm just like, oh, oh, can I get through it? I don't know if I can do it. Um, but then I, I made it through and I felt stronger afterwards. So, nice. um, not an album I can just throw on, um, and go about my day. But uh, I really enjoyed it. This could have been a pick in some ways. Like I, yeah. like, I could see that, just, yeah. Just because it it really is just like so confrontational. It's so um, much. Like I listened through it once, and I was just like, I respect this. I <laughs> I can't do that again. Yeah. I, they were on my 2020 top 10 of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's I, one of those moments. I, I, I one of those moments I warn people: you're in for a Taylor band, folks. <laughs> Be very afraid. <laughs> I, I will say, if you ever, I don't, if you ever get the chance to see Primitive Man live, just do it. Mm. They just, I just missed. I was, I was planning on it, um, and it, it didn't. Unfortunately, I. I things didn't work out where i could go but um i I really wanted to see them especially they were going to play at the same venue where i saw soul glow oh shit uh uh, which by the way if speaking of bands you need to see yeah they're at the top of the list for me right now yeah um (laughs) but where i saw them was this venue called snug harbor Mm-hmm. Uh, which which my wife thought was a hell of a That's, euphemism. It's a great name. Um, <laughs> and uh, it Snug Harbor is like this like <laughs> like this kind of this pirate themed uh, bar. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and which is really funny because lately I've been really into pirates because <laughs> I, I watched uh, Our Flag Means Death. Right. And I've been, right. And I've been reading about Blackbeard and stuff and then I go I go to this bar and I see a picture of Blackbeard and I'm like ah, my spirit animal um <laughs> so uh yeah it 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 was awesome seeing them and it was it was a small crowd of maybe about 30ish people mm-hmm. um Soul Glow was right behind me uh like selling merch when that's awesome when they only I don't, I couldn't believe it it was like the like they're right behind me. They're selling merch. There's the opening act. And then their guitarist, he's like maybe six, he, he, he about six feet to my right. He mm-hmm. got up and we were just like kind of headbanging together. It was nice. cool. Uh, yeah. did, did you beat the lead singer's ass? Hell no. Hell no. Nah, Hell no. that dude would roll but, you like a fucking truck. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of rolling like a truck, the last time I saw Primitive Man was in a dive bar. So I got to see them after their set while we were waiting for the headliners. Oh, that's awesome. Those motherfuckers are some imposing individuals. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, the, the, the bassist and the guitarist, I believe, have day jobs as bouncers. Oh, jeez. So, we're no, pretty, the, the bassist and guitarist, they're like fucking six foot eight, 300 <laughs> oh, pounds a piece. Jeez. They're fucking enormous people. 
They live up to their name. <laughs> wow. That's insane. Six, yeah, eight. no, they're they're big boys. I I do hope I get to catch them next time because it's it, it seems it would be kind of fun to see primitive man in a pirate bar. Oh, yeah. it is it is a harrowing live experience. Oh, I bet I bet bring the earplugs to protect your your drums. I mean I yeah, I take I mean, earplugs to every live place. show though. So. I'm so bad at forgetting that. Because mm, um, mm. solo, solo was loud, and I was like, oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I think um, I've been it was starting in 2012 when I saw Baroness in a dive bar and left with noticeably worse hearing oh, for like a week that I started wearing ouch. earplugs at concerts. Oofa doofa. Yeah, Baroness is one of those very live and loud shows. I'd love yeah. to see them. Well, also when them. you're mere inches away from the PA speakers. That's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, as an audio the, engineer, that is not a that is not a decision that I would make going into any venue. Yeah, head, head like I, ear like earplugs or not. Yeah, that's because their opener was a band called Royal Thunder, who mm -hmm. you may or may not be familiar with. Mm. That name sounds uh, familiar. Yeah, that's about all I I can pull that name from my memory banks, but I don't know that I know anything that they've done. They're pretty cool. They're like a. But the lead singer, Melanie Parsons, has a very forceful voice. And oh, my God, every time she hit a note, it was just like getting Ooh. punched directly in the eardrum. Oh, that would. Yeah, that'd be a lot. That'd be a lot. You know, mm. John Baisley has a somewhat smoother voice. Melanie Parsons yeah. has a fucking aggressive yeah. voice. Yeah, sure, for sure. So for that sure. was a fun night. I've seen I saw Chelsea Wolf in that venue oh, too. Nice. And I think I've seen the Melvins in there before as well. <laughs> Great. Hell yeah. Great. Um let's see. Uh I like the Quale Chris album, Death Fame. Still oh, digest yeah. still digesting that one. It, it it's a, a lot. lot to digest. <laughs> a it's lot a lot to, to go through, but it is it, it like a lot of rap albums this year is deeply personal. Um, covering a lot of, it seems that like this pandemic has given a lot of people reason to be real introspective, you know, we're seeing mm -hmm. a lot of introspective albums coming out, especially in the hip hop, uh, sector. And yeah, Quale Chris just, you know, doing that, like some great production, uh, fantastic, mm -hmm. like, like what he's doing lyrically and the stories he's telling and the things that he's talking about are very, 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 uh, you know, very deep experiences and stuff. So yeah, that album, uh, yeah, Death Fame is uh, yeah. really impressive. Yeah, I, I love that one. Um, that was very close to being my pick. Oh, as well. nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and the first, the first like proper song, you know, "Alive Ain't Always." Alive living. ain't always living is one of the best uh, songs of the year. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and you know, it's just it's just a song that's like it's not not just about like well, I mean, it's about pr appreciating what you have, yeah. but like, but then just trying to survive this like nonstop wave of hopelessness. <laughs> Yeah, yeah like, it's very fucking relevant right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like you were saying, this 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 album is really heady. Uh, and it after I mean, alive ain't always living. I think is is like a good opener. You know, probably probably one of the more straightforward. Oh cuts, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But from there, the album gets oh boy. pretty dark. Yeah, it goes it gets, some places. Yeah, it's very surreal. Mm -hmm. Um. And it does seem like it's about this, like, appreciate, like, this, 
almost imbalanced appreciation of over when someone dies versus when they're like alive. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is like ooh. <laughs> Definitely the vibe I get from that. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, great album. Uh, I think it's shaping out to be a very sh- sorry shaping out to be a very strong year. Uh, for like weirdo alt underground rap. Absolutely. Um, Can we get another JPEG yeah. Mafia album this year? Maybe that would be cool. <laughs> I don't. If, I mean, not that he needs to. Brown, what if Downey Brown like like and JPEG Mafia got together? Like, well, they're they've literally teased that at a festival. Uh, they said oh. that they they said that they're like they had, they were getting ready to perform a song that is from their their they're doing a collaborative album together. That's so. So it's just like, I, yeah, I like you got that. We have Joey Badass coming up. Oh, um, that's right. That's right. Um, oh, so and, and Danny Brown has one that is finished. So mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Like, there's like, yep. like hip hop is not over. Like Kendrick Lamar did not come <laughs> out and shut down the genre. Um, no, there's still no. A, there's still a half a year left, and there's a lot of good shit that we know is on the calendar. Uh, so it's gonna. It, there's still a lot of cool and interesting stuff coming out. <laughs> Yeah, I need another clipping album. Yes, it's been a while. Yeah, hell yeah. God, it does feel like it's been a while. Like the I mean, horrorcore, I guess... those horrorcore albums I just did were like fantastic and like top of the pile stuff for them. I like. Yeah. I'm ready for something new though, and I, I hope that whatever they're cooking up is just like new and interesting and weird in all the ways that I love clipping yes. to be. Yeah. Yep. Uh, can I talk about a couple more before we get to the picks real quick? I, I mean, I suppose I can let you do that. <laughs> Unless anyone else has. Um, I, let's anything. see. I don't know that there's anything else on my list. Uh, yeah, I think I've kind of covered all the stuff that I personally want to talk about. That's not my pick. So. Okay. Um, and I'm assuming Taylor, you're, you, you've covered your before the pick. Yeah, for the most part. All right. I can I haven't uh, gotten around to much because in the month of May I listened mostly to my pick and the other picks that we had. <laughs> I I don't blame you. I like, don't blame you. Your pick is uh you're, you're, woo, you're, you're, did all the right picking, things for me. Your pick is fire. Yeah. Like not to like ruin any type. I think here, it's but, the most fire or maybe release it's, of maybe it, yeah. I think yeah, it's the most yeah. fire release of this episode personally. Right, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um all right, so uh, a couple albums. I, I listened. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, it's a musician named Hai. It's like capital H A A, then lowercase I. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that's Hai. Maybe. <laughs> uh, 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 she's a DJ. Uh, does kind of like electronic techno dance club music. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but I would say for the thinking man. Oh. Um, name of the album is called Baby We're Ascending. Um, I've been I really like this album a lot. I've been playing it uh quite a bit. Um it can be very cerebral and dreamy, but not so much that it gets in way to kind of cloud the grooves of it. So you can still you can get your head nodding and you can dance to it without like scratching your head too much, you know? Sure. Um it's her debut album. I'm very impressed by a lot of you know what she cuz it 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 feels like she's really come come into her own already uh for a debut and mm-hmm. that's like really nice it's like there's a confidence about it um uh the only thing that i'm i'm not too hype about is that there there are a few tracks that i do think are a little long in the tooth and like makes the album overall feel a little long but um 
there's also just some outstanding dance tracks here. Um, and I'm, I'm just really excited to kind of see where her music develops uh, from from there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, other, the other album is from a favorite band of mine, Wilco. Oh, um, Wilco. I know Wilco. Yeah. Um, I like this band so much. There was one time I thought about doing a podcast about them. Oh, really? Uh, um, yeah. You're gonna do, do like a, a whole like 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 run through just, their discography like we did right. mm-hmm. with Manson. Yes, yeah. I was I was inspired. I was like, oh, I could. I feel like I could talk about Wilco. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really like their five album run that starts with be, the album being there, mm-hmm. and it end, it ends with Sky Blue Sky. Like I think that is just a fantastic, lovely arc of albums where they they kind of started out as like an alt country um outfit and kind of discovered their voices the right. more and more they experimented mm-hmm. um but the thing is is like after the album sky blue sky it's almost like i don't want to say they got complacent but um it's 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 just like and they're and the, the albums haven't been that haven't been bad outright bad but it's just it's they've lost a little bit of a like a bite they're a little meandering a little sleepy it's like wilco kind of turned into an old house cat you know uh uh that that sounds that sounds like the definition of complacent (laughs) i'm trying to be nice because i love them so (laughs) um so uh their new album is called cruel country um and it it still has a little bit of that aspect of of complacency but Mm -hmm. it it has a better uh sense of identity and direction that i felt i haven't heard from them in a long time Mm -hmm. um and that's because they're really kind of much more focused on on making a like a country folk rock album um now i've only listened to this album a couple times um i don't really have the biggest well biggest opinion of it other than what i've really talked about just because unfortunately this is also a double album oh jeez man that's another it's like thing 78 the, minutes long the pandemic certainly did a number what? like yeah it got people to be more introspective but it also brought us the gift quote unquote of mm-hmm. more double albums yeah and and while, while i don't really share like that disdain for double albums mm-hmm. like 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 taylor uh i'm definitely now getting like okay getting I'm, a little tired of it now yeah I'm, I'm, the fatigue is setting in mm-hmm. <laughs> um so um we'll see we'll see how this one develops wilco tends to make records that i don't really get into until like a year after they're released oh, gotcha, gotcha. like they're 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 slow burns but mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. There, there's also, but there are there's things I'll, I a lot I like about it. Um, and then let's talk about the only record that I can say was a whiff Uh-oh. for me, a straight up whiff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could go back in time and tell my younger self that my Arcade Fire fandom. Oh, jeez. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> would come to an end and that I would turn my back on this band. I think there would be a fight. I don't think I would believe my older self. Uh, <laughs> but here I am. <laughs> um, uh, so the new Arcade Fire album, uh, it's called We. Um, first time I listened to it, I was like, all right, maybe I just, 
I don't connect with Arcade Fire anymore like I used to. That's sure. cool. That's fine. Uh, and then I listened to it again. I was like, nah, this is trash. This is this bad. Is <laughs> it's just bad. You're not going to hear Psychic Heist call much bad. If, you, if, if anything's yeah. been... Uh, if anything's been consistent on this show, I feel like you try to find the best in everything, but this just sounds like oofa doofa. <laughs> right, yeah. This album has, like, one song. <laughs> and if someone says, no, it's got this other song, I'd be like, we all know that's just a bad knife song. That's all that song is. Don't even pretend. Don't even say they were inspired. It's just, it's just bad. Everyone's calling it out. Everyone's calling them out for that. Um, yeah, I was just remarkably stunned how in one ear out the other this one was. Ouch. Oof. Produced by Nigel Godrich of all things, too. Man. man. I think, I think, like, when I see his name affixed to things now, I just kind of know that it's probably going to be a little off. Because I think I've just had mm. so much of his production style yeah. throughout my life mm. at this point. It's just like, I mm. just kind of, like, there is yeah. a sound that you have. Mm. There's a mood that you capture, and I'm just a little bit over it. Yeah, and speaking of over it, and this is going to sound awful, but this is the first sort of, we're going to talk about life during the pandemic album that I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get burned out on this topic. I mean, like it's, yeah, like... It, it's starting to catch up it's now. It's starting like, oh, to kind of oh. like, like, okay, I, I don't need that anymore. And it's really just a, yeah. pro- it, it's really just a consequence of our brains um, absorbing passively so much trauma from the world that I think that your brain's now starting to be like, okay, dude, get it out. I can't. We're done. Yeah. I can't keep yeah. this in here anymore. You've got to let this. This shit's got to get out of here for a while. I can't keep. Conti- mm-hmm. I can't keep uh, exposing myself. I'm running into that same thing right now, where it's just like yeah. I nope, nope, nothing. Yep. I don't want any. Nope, not listening to anything. I'm not paying attention to anything. Brain is just absolute tr- goblin trash mode right now, and I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which so. explains what. Which explains why I chose my uh, my album for this month. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. shall we talk about it? Shall we? Are we gonna? We, do we want to start with me? Yeah, I think we can do that. We can do that. It's my fucking podcast. God damn it! All right. But yeah, like uh, sometimes like you need those pick me up albums. Uh, I really like them. They make you, the albums that make you feel good. The, the albums that kind of get you up a little bit. They give you that burst of energy that you need. Uh, to get you through the day, you throw it on, and you just a smile comes across your face, and you just cannot help it. And that is what my pick of this month did. My pick is Super Champon from Otoboke Beaver. <clears throat> this is yes. a Japanese punk band. I think they're from the Kyoto area. And I know that they got their name, Otoboke Beaver. Uh, from a love hotel that was um, oh, near geez. it was near one of the band members' high schools. Oh god! <laughs> what did they grow up in Las Vegas? <laughs> the, well, I mean, it's Kyoto, so it's, there's probably some similarities to be drawn there. Um, <laughs> but they've been um, releasing like mostly like singles and EPs since like 2009. Uh, I think they put out their first full length a couple years ago. Um, and it was more of a compilation of a lot of their EPs and singles, and it was called uh, Itacoma Hits. Uh, it's really solid. Like, if you need more of, of what this album's doing, if you go check this out, Itacoma Hits is really, really good and fun. Um, and this is their first full-length um, 
I say full length, though it clocks in at a whopping 21 minutes. Um, <laughs> but this is their, full, their first full length of all new material, I believe. And um, mm-hmm. they, they, they are kind of just like, um, what, would I, what would I call them? I, just, I would just say like it's pure, uncut, like Japanese punk music. And um, I honestly feel that, and this might sound dumb if you go back and you listen, but I feel that this is just as potent and, and vital as the Soul Glow album we talked about mm-hmm. a couple yeah. months ago. Like mm-hmm. it exudes that punk rock spirit and vibe in the most like unadulterated ways. It's obviously in a different lane, but I think it's just as potent of a punk album. Like it's it's this brilliant combination of like aggressive and confrontational, but it's also got this like sugary sweet feminine side that doesn't ever come across as like overly girly if that's like not Mm -hmm. a weird offensive thing to say Mm. Uh, i think there's something i'm trying to say here where it doesn't sound like typical j-rock music i guess Um, yeah if i may because it just i don't want to lose the thought so i got a new kitten um recently Mm -hmm. and i i feel i feel like this album has kind of that energy like (laughs) yeah it's just rambunctious it's yes it's it's like it's like oh it seems so cute but no you want to murder me like you're like, just like aggressive yeah. and fu- and like in ways that are both terrifying and really fucking funny yes yep um yep. it's like uh, it, it, it's like there's a lot of like empowering feminist messages but it's not really feminism it's more of just like this is an album that is actively spitting in the face of tradition and having a whole hell of a lot of fun doing it yeah um and it's just like the thing that really just keeps pulling me back is like it's just like all of these songs are like you i can see how the 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 criticism can be made if they're like repetitive and like they're just kind of like you know like the songs don't like have like a, entire swaths of notebooks of lyrics they're just really fun sing along like hook after hook after hook and then just like out of nowhere just grindcore breakdown like what <laughs> what did you just do um <laughs> And like, there's just so much like there's, but the, but I think that like the way that th- these songs are repetitive is just it's fun to sing along with. Like it's like Yakitori is like a song that just got stuck in my head constantly. It's like I don't know oh, why yeah. I'm I don't know why I'm sorry one day and telling you you're a postal box, but you are. And that's <laughs> yeah. fun. Um, and they, like if you look at any of their videos or live performances, they are having the time of their life. And it's easy yes. for you. It's so easy to plug into that. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. so easy to like, let this burst this 21 minute burst of energy that like my only criticism is I wish there were like five more songs. Like <laughs> if this was like 26, 28 minutes, it would just be like just all the better because, um, uh, because the first album, uh, the, the first album is like, like Itakoma hits is, is, it's like 28 minutes and it's just like, yeah, that's, that's where yeah. I need you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so the, this one being at about 21, it's like, oh, I could have used just a little more like, because like, and, and just throw this on and go start to finish. Don't worry about it. Track by track. Just let the whole thing sweep you away and enjoy the ride. Um, I just, like I said, I'd throw this on every time I need a good feel. Uh, who else got some thoughts on Odeboke Beaver's Super Champon? So, I would compare it just because of the speed and the number of tracks and yet still how short it is. Mm-hmm. 
It's like a bunch of Japanese girls decided they wanted to be DRI. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think you can see there, there's some influence here. Yeah. Like, there, there's, a, there's a very specific subset of hardcore punk music that they're drawing upon, but it's a very, it's very fun, and it's very energetic, and it's very enjoyable spin on that. Mm-hmm. Which is hard to do because, oh my god, punk rock can be monotonous. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that that's sort of like... They 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 work that monotony into their favor by like everything they're doing just kind of being silly and fun, but also there's still substance there. It's it's an interesting way that they've kind of positioned themselves and that like we're having fun, we're spitting in the face of the authority, we're spitting in the face of tradition and things that are expected of the females, but we're also just like also this is just really weird and silly. Um so yeah. you can't like you can't get mad at it. <laughs> You, you they just, have the best song titles. Oh my god, they're so good! <laughs> like, where did you buy that nice watch you were wearing now? <laughs> You're no hero. Shut the fuck up, you man whore. <laughs> Dirty old fart, fart is, is waiting, waiting for, for my, my reaction. reaction. <laughs> um, I won't dish out salads. I am not <laughs> maternal. Just like the yeah, yeah. These yep. <laughs> are like like look, they're giving JPEG Mafia a run for his money when it comes to song yeah. titles. Yeah. Never, never did I think that grimy waifu would be <laughs> upended. Yeah, yeah. Like these girls these girls got energy and it's so good that like I, I like like they are again they are they are another artist that is at the absolute top of my I need to see this live. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm right there with you. sure it's fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah like if their videos uh, uh, that, that, that are basically live performances are any indication whatsoever, it's just like there's a lot of great energy going That's on here. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought this album was like downing like 50 pixie sticks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just such a sugar rush. It's mm-hmm. so colorful. Oh, and it's, it's evident, like you, you look at the album cover and you know exactly what you're getting. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's those, yes. one of those albums where mm. you can actually look at the album cover. And when I throw that on the turntable or when I like fucking, mm. you know, you, or when you throw on those MP3s, it's like, you know exactly what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And, and this album surprised me because like the first time I listened to it, I really enjoyed it. But I, I just didn't think like I would be. It would be the type of album I, that would sustain after like a few more listens. Yeah, like I kept like I listened yeah, to it but, once and yeah. I was like, yeah, that's fun. I like that. That yeah. was cool. And then mm-hmm. I just I just kept coming back to it. Same. I was just like, yeah. let's let's throw that on. I got I got like twenty minutes here to chill. Let's throw that. On. And you're just sitting there, you're sitting there rocking out and enjoying this crazy mm-hmm. fucking energy. Yep, yep. And that's what happened. Like I'm still enjoying this. I still mm-hmm. find this very fresh. Um, this album was in contention to be a double pick. Like yeah, it was, we, we, it was like, a we, hair away. There, yeah, like it a, was very close. There's a whole DM conversation where we were just like, like we, like it's okay if we both want to pick the same thing. We don't have to knife mm-hmm. fight about it. I mean, I'm more than happy <laughs> to knife fight you if you want. Yeah, um, I'm. I don't know how I am with knives. Mm. I. I I watched wrestling though. So uh, well, I, 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 I've always wanted to take a suplex before, so we could probably work something out. Yeah, let's work something out. We'll coordinate it. That'll be fun. Um, can I, can I also just dad vibe for a second? Here? Absolutely. All right. So uh, there's this song on this called Pardon. <laughs> yes. Um, 
And it brings me so much joy because I don't think there's ever been a song that truly captures the spirit of my middle child. <laughs> oh no, that's awesome! <laughs> like, I, I I played that song for my wife and she was like, yes! Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> <laughs> like, my... My middle child is, I always kind of tell people, she's kind of the most feral of, <laughs> <laughs> of the group. She's got a theme song now. And this would be her theme song. <laughs> like, the, the way that the song is like, pardon, 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 pardon yep, me. <laughs> like, that's that's thing she does. Like... She'll she'll she likes to defend herself. So I've I've heard her, you know, be like, shut up, you know, like, <laughs> which, you know, it's, it's her defending herself uh, yeah. and, and just working that environment and really standing for herself. Um, and yeah, that so that song, that song hit a hit it extra hard for me. Like it just like, yeah, that's that breakdown. And they're just screaming, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck yes. up, shut up, shut up, yes. shut up, shut the yes. fuck up. Yep. Yep. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Shout out to that song. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a yeah. Solid jam. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I love love this album. Um, and again, I was just very surprised that I'm I didn't think I would end up loving it as much. Yeah, as I like do, it, it just crept up on me being like that album mm-hmm. that just kept pulling me back. Because you see those albums that pull me back. I just I, like they. It's immediate. Like, I know what I'm coming back to. This one just kind of snuck up on me and I would just keep coming back. And like, like you're, you know, you're like, you're getting addicted to a new drug. He's like, I'll try it one more time mm-hmm. and I'll do it another. And then like, like it's a three or four times a day habit. Like I've, I've spun this album like two and three times a day at times. Like it's just that infectious and easy of a listen. Yeah. Any final thoughts before we pick the track? I'm very happy just talking about this yeah. album. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, just, just, just bringing back all the memories, all, all the vibes of this. Please go listen to this. It is, a, it is a wonderful pick me up. Yeah, I'm just sitting here like I, you can't hear it, but I'm sitting here to fucking <laughs> smile plastered across my face talking about this album. So yeah, yeah, it's good vibrations. Hell yeah! The song that I chose is just like I think it's the most indicative of everything this album does because it's so all over the place. I'm going with "Leave Me Alone, No Stay With Me." <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> because it's just all over the place and fun and it's just so back and forth and it's like yeah that's that's the entire fucking energy that this record's going for uh so here from Odaboke beavers super champone here is leave me alone no stay with me
that's your nice one minute 42 seconds of energy <laughs> i hope you enjoyed that psychic heist hey what do you got for the month of may 2022 i have an album oh gosh all right <laughs> like <laughs> like mike c town i'm out of my element here oh like, i'm this one is like this is like a genre where it's just like I like this genre, but I am so ill-equipped to talk about it because I've never really kind of plumbed the depths of it before. I just know I really like it. Yes. Uh, I, and and <laughs> so if, if there are anyone, if there's anyone out there who's really into ska, because this is what this is, yeah. um, uh, and I'm talking about it, uh, and I will, I will surely fuck this up. So. <laughs> like, I'll tell you my experiences with Ska, okay? The first Ska album mm -hmm. I ever bought was the Mighty Mighty Boss Stones, let's face it. And I think that album is still really fucking good. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I like the, the Goldfinger album, Hang Ups. Um, Rancid has some Ska numbers, uh, but they're not mm -hmm. really just a, they're not a strictly Ska band. Um, mm -hmm. But like a lot of the music that I listen to incorporates Ska is the thing. So it's just like, yeah. this is a genre that I like, I probably need to... Um, educate myself on a little more since it influences a lot of the type of music that i do listen to yeah yeah um, so <laughs> when i was getting into punk rock because scott has a tendency to be punk rock adjacent yeah mm -hmm. i i listened i ended up listening to a lot of ska and ska punk in a certain period of my life mm -hmm. now it's been a while <laughs> Like, I think the last new ska punk I listened to would have been like bomb the music industry or I voted for Kodos or something like that. Wow, that's that's a lot. This is the first ska album I've listened to. Well, I can't say it's been that long because somebody actually like they they, they released a, a, a ska version of an album that they had released a year before. Uh, a while back and i listened to that and you'll have to forgive me but i forget the artist's name it's skipped like jeff it's, rosenstock jeff rosenstock yes he's yes. on this album by the way yeah he is yep. yeah he released uh i i don't his name completely fucking blanked me there for a second but yeah he mm. released a ska album a ska version of his previous album uh, a mm -hmm. year after it released so and it's really good yeah. so yeah uh, uh, tim armstrong's first solo album a poet's life is all ska mm -hmm. and it was pretty good yeah so like my my experience with ska is like like uh the goldfinger song yeah. superman from from tony hawk yeah. um <laughs> and then i guess maybe to an extent um sublime yeah they, like, have, a, they have a lot of ska in there yeah um uh, like it, it really brings me back to this time where i felt like sublime occupied 70 percent of every stereo i was around <laughs> in the 90s um like it was everywhere mm -hmm. and um even going to like church camps they mm -hmm. were still playing sublime Man, I, I still <laughs> see, rock I, 40 ounces to freedom okay i still rock yeah. that album so considering they were church camps i'm surprised they weren't playing mxpx, MXPX. or five iron frenzy yeah <laughs> They might have. I that sounds familiar to me. Mm. Um but MXPX I, I, is like a Christian ska band. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um so the thing is, so I have this kind of association, and this isn't I'm not knocking I'm not putting a knock against Sublime here, but I just I think of those times. So 
my bristles kind of come out when I hear ska music. Mm. It's a challenge. It's a genre that's a challenge for me. Sure. Um, I get pretty prickly because mm. um, there's like this specific level of tone and rhythm that when it's like this aggressively upbeat <laughs> that gets mm. me that gets me hissing like a vampire with a cross in its face. Yeah. Like, See, I think, like the th- I think the thing that can make a, a, a ska band a lot more palatable is a singer that kind of accents or goes directly against that. And that's kind of why I like the Mighty Mighty Bostones and Dickie Barrett. Because mm-hmm. he's okay. just got that gravelly voice and it just doesn't yeah. sound normal <laughs> at all. Um, so I don't even think I've, I've told the fine folks out there what the album is no uh, but, so. but, but it's but, but we needed that precursor to to, yeah, to kind of understand uh, it's just like ska is a thing that like we're a little blind on yes very so, blind so the on fact and, that, like, and, and i don't i, I don't pr- I, and i don't really have like the best like going into didn't really have the best sort of like vocabulary for this genre. Yes. Yes. Or, or just feel like kind of the wrong presumption about it too. Yeah. Like really wrong headed presumption. Like I, I admit I was an idiot. Like, like, I was like, I I assure you as somebody who's a little more familiar with the genre than the two of you seem to be, this is a very fine example. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, uh, so this uh, is from an artist named Jer. Uh, that's spelled J-E-R. And the album is called Bothered Unbothered. Yep. Um, I am not exactly sure where Jer is from, uh, but they got into ska music because uh, they were inspired by um, a Less Than Jake song yeah. uh, called <laughs> All My Be- that. All my best friend are metalheads. Mm. That was that was on the Digimon. Oh exactly. my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's where I know it from. God damn it! <laughs> that and um, yeah, from Mighty from, Mighty Boss Tones are on that soundtrack yep, too. Yep. Nice, nice. I I listened to that song. I had fun. Um, but yeah, uh, Jer from there decided to to go all in with the genre and from what i can tell from what little information i can find is jer has this other outfit called ska to network um they've been 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 performing in the ska scene and kind of building up to this um this album which yeah. is uh, a debut album mm-hmm. um and and um you know when I first heard like the first blare of like horned instruments on the opening track bothered, I was like, I, I don't know. Mm. I don't, I, I don't know if I can hang. Oh, uh, just kind of wasn't hitting you right. Huh? Y'all, y'all got to understand. It gets my, it gets my bristles out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but I did hang in there mm-hmm. because I got to say at the, at the end of the, near the end of that song, you know, there's a tone and the way a guitar solo is played that reminded me something that I would hear from Sonic Adventure. Oh, God. I, oh, God. I hadn't even thought of that comparison. And now I fucking hear it because I literally just listened to this album an hour ago. <laughs> See, the only thing I can. To a certain extent, there is a subset of ska that will always be tied to that Digimon movie. Oh, yeah. Because it had Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and Real Big Fish and yeah. Less Than Jake and all those other bands. Like that it. very specific <laughs> era and that mainstream current of the, that ska wave. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it made me crack a smile. But I was still defensive. I was still really defensive. But I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. What you got, second song? Uh, and then the second is, song is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Which I'll say is probably the most ska punk song of the album. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but at the time, I was still kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've come to really like it now. But yeah. At, but I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm taking you through my first. I'm pensive. Yes, yes, I'm very pensive. But it was the outro uh, mm. of the third song, Clout Chasers. Oh, yeah. An outro you that features just. about me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's and, when it clicks, and, baby. Yeah. And the, like, it's got some soaring, crunchy guitars. Oh, God. Yeah. The guitars <laughs> on this album are so good. Right. And it reminded me of what Weezer could do when Weezer is at their best. Like when they want to <laughs> actually write good compositions. Yes. Yes. And then it was at that point that Jer had my complete attention. Nice. And I, and I was in their hand. Yeah. And from there, I'm just like, Jer, take it away. Take, take me there. And let's just go. Yeah. And I am listening to them style. They're having fun. Mm-hmm. Gracefully blending these elements of punk and shoegaze and pop and indie rock and emo all in this 90s ska workshop mm-hmm. that just really, really impressed how smoothly it all works. Yeah. Um, and like, typically, I'm not a big fan of like overly political frank lyrics mm-hmm. because sometimes I feel like they can come off a little inauthentic because it's like they're just reading slogans to me. But yeah. Jer's lyric, but, but, but Jer's lyrics on the uh, current kind of political climate and social injustice. It is, it is sung with such a full heart. Yeah. And such purity. It's the, it's the, like, I often think that like on the nose lyrics or overdramatic lyrics uh, and performances, Mm -hmm. like if you've got a vocalist that can deliver that with conviction, like it's the reason that like, uh, I don't know if either of you listened to the band Thursday. Um, A little bit. Jeff Rickley is a lyricist Mm -hmm. who just, he writes very overdramatically in theatric. It can, and it can seem a little cringe, but he's, and he's not the greatest singer, but he sings with such conviction that that's what always mm-hmm. drew me to their music. And I got that same vibe from this record. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like you, you get this vibe, like you just, you, you just wholeheartedly believe like, Jer's determination and like spirit for like the change that needs to happen, right? Like yeah. this, that it just it it just really matters. Um, and uh, also lyrically, like there's the song maybe, which mm. ironically it might it might be in some ways kind of like musically the weakest song because mm. the sec the second half pretty much is just kind of dragging on and repeating what what, yeah. what happened on the first it may However, be the weakest track for me right. personally yeah yeah and i and i i'm on the i'm kind of there but but lyrically it it kind of wins me over yeah and then and the notion that the way it's talking about feeling um all this despair that we've been going through with like mm-hmm. current events um and that we're continuing to go through yeah um but ultimately to just win over that is just to reject it 
uh, completely. Yeah. And let me tell you, it, it kind of gave me a little goosebumps just because that is a conversation I have in my head Every daily. fuck day. Yep. Yep. And so when I first heard this song, I was like, you, you've been in my head, Jer? Yeah. You, yeah. You've been in my head? Um, I also want to give out to the song, the t- sorry, to the song, Nobody Can Dole My Sparkle. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like the first time I heard the song, I was like, oh, is this, is this the song that's going to whip? Because I'm not really into the, the vocal effect that's going yeah, on here. Yeah. Uh, but then the song hits, like just before it hits this climax, it uses an audio clip from the show uh, Craig of the Creek. Yeah. <laughs> And and I swear, every time I hear, I'm the champion of feelings and positivity. Yeah. The foe of the foe of bad vibes throughout the galaxy. I am Sparkle Cadet, and nobody can dull my spark. I'm kind of getting choked up. Yeah, it's it's actually like very well done. Yeah. You think it's gonna come across as total fucking cheese, but again, it just wins you over. It just wins. You. It's it's got that flaming lips energy. Oh, absolutely. Of, yeah. Yeah. Um. And it it really does choke me up with like really big emotions. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, the world needs to have more of this mm-hmm. and and be more like this vibe. Yeah. You know, we need more of this. Um, and then when you get to the uh, the the ending track, unbothered, mm. uh, which is like this uh, reprise of the opening track. Yeah. And Jer starts singing, I'm doing losing my entire mind. Like, yeah. which again, just just reminds me of the best aspects of Weezer. But I at this point, I am like, my fist is pumping in the air. Yeah. I, I am full on smiling. Mm-hmm. I am filled. I'm filled with love and positivity. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look at this motherfucker right here coming through with this earned victory of a finale. Yeah. that just wraps up an album journey completely it is so satisfying it's so it's such a fantastically put together record like it's so smart like what like this was an immediate hit for me like when that when the mm. first notes of bothered start i was like oh i'm here i'm here i'm i am back in my eighth grade health class listening to the mighty mighty boss stones let's face it for the first time uh i'm here let's go and i just i rode this album out and was just like consistently like oh this feels so good and by the time you hit that end you're just yes yeah yeah um and um yeah i uh i as you can tell i i tend to have a um i can tend to have a difficult time with very positive music but mm-hmm. i'm like a, i am a hundred percent on board and sold on jair um and being opened up to ska Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 I want to learn more. It's like this is the type of album that I cherish because it really challenged my preconceived notions of of the genre and just like humbled me and told me to shut the fuck up. Like this is great. Yeah, like <laughs> let this happen. Like like ska to me, at least all of the ska that I have kind of been exposed to feels sort of like. The, the 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 reverse of what more aggressive punk music does where they're using that anger and they're mad and they you know they want that to be the tool to move forward whereas ska is often more of a mm. positive and uplifting kind of uh vibe uh and i've always mm. liked that they're kind of two sides of the same coin where the end goal is really the same mm-hmm. yeah yeah and um 
Yeah, I, I, I'm a fan. What like, about what about Taylor? Where you at with bothered, unbothered? Oh, uh, I really dug this one. Mm. Maybe I was just in the mood for ska punk lately. That's the thing. Like this, this was... hit, and it felt like I was coming home to something because I've not listened yeah. to ska in so long, and I was like, oh god. I forgot how much I just love how these sounds go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it had been a while for me as well. But yeah, this very this very much scratched an itch I didn't know was itching me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, so as soon as the as soon as the horn section kicks in, I'm like, oh yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, go. We're in. We're. In. I was just immediately plugged in, like that hacker mm-hmm. moment where the sunglasses get thrown on. It's like I'm in. <laughs> Kept you waiting, huh? Kept you waiting, huh? I'm excited for my vinyl to come in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to grab that, too. Like, I just really, really love this record. But, yeah, that in addition to sort of the overtly political themes. Yeah. To me, even that is kind of refreshing because Jesus Christ music is afraid to have fucking stand for anything these days. Yeah. That's That's a very good point. Um, and I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I got interested in ska because when I was getting into music and I was doing my punk rock deep dive, I was doing that in 2004 when an album called Fuck World Trade by Leftover Crack had just yeah. come out. Yeah. And that was the only thing punk rock wanted to talk about was Leftover Crack for a little while. Yeah. And that's another album that is, you know. Unfortunately, stayed relevant. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, there, there's much better examples you could have. All right, so yeah. so so, what you track from Bothered Unbothered? This is a really hard one, y'all. I don't is... like. I think I would have probably you, know, you got your N-word card revoked. That would be mine. I mean, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like, I do like Clout Chasers. Yeah, it's real uh, good. I also like, I like Decolonize Your Mind. Oh, that's one of the I'm, best too, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of leaning that one just to show off the blend of genres that go on mm-hmm. um, with like in Decolonize Your Mind. There's a lot of cool blend of genres yeah, going on Yeah, it's there. a real fun track. Um, and I also like like the little guitar solo out at the end of that mm-hmm. when he's, when Jer's giving the, uh, the speech, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's it kind of gives me a little like Daft Punk Discovery vibes, just the way it's going off a little bit. Yeah, um, I can see that. Um, God, which one do I pick? <laughs> this is a good problem to have. I'm gonna go with Decolonize Your Mind because hell yeah, fantastic track.
another reality where the world ain't hurting and niggas like me ain't just surviving. We vibing, living life, and children ain't crying or dying from a broken nation. Families torn apart, incarceration, trade a hoodie for hips, straight gentrification, and assimilated to a world alienation. Evil weather, evil empire, reign and plus, everything system working against us. We still trendsetters, go get us. When nothing we make a world better. Could you imagine if we never got robbed in our land and our labor was stolen by the bourgeois? If we weren't targeted by the law, but we coming out on top whether you like it or not. Dystopia, so the system thrives, but our violence screams. But the people gonna wake up and break up because it's not a dream. We're gonna eat the rich, we're gonna feed the kids when there's nothing left to eat. And y'all been warned about your greed, exploiting for your salary. time and hopefully you've decolonized your mind hopefully you've decolonized your mind good vibes and you know give bother don't bother to listen oh yeah taylor mm, yes taylor, hit us i can i cannot wait oh, to man. hear you talk i've been anticipating yeah. this this is like uh, i gotta say so much this was so fun and i knew that this was gonna be a fun one to talk about because literally like May 1st, Taylor was like, oh, oh by the way, here's my album for me. Just <laughs> yep. done. Just a conversation. There's no conversation here. Just done. And like, yeah, yeah, you, you're right. <laughs> what did you pick, Taylor? Uh, for May, I picked The Agony and Ecstasy of Watane. Mm. Talk to us and the listeners about Watane. Watane is a Swedish black metal band which formed in 1998 and as far as this specific approach to black metal I think Watane is probably the best example of it at least in the modern day Mm. if not of all time Mm. Mm. because Watane is very 
I would say they're very orthodox in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lyrics about Satan and <laughs> darkness. Well, they're like actual like Satanists. Like they're, you know, they're not like faking this stuff for sure. They're the real deal. Like they're the real deal. Yeah, no. yeah as so they say. <laughs> yeah, so they say, but you know, like, hey, you know, we go with it. I look at I look at black metal in a lot of the same ways I look at uh pro wrestling sometimes. You know, I understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but, come on, Jack know, White with- tried to make people think that Meg White was his sister for like all of these years, and it's like he's still like that's still kayfabe for him, so God. <laughs> uh, but you know, Watain are the are that band, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have routinely been denied entry into the United States. <laughs> wow. Uh, they legitimately throw animal blood at the audience yeah. during their live shows. <laughs> <laughs> they worship Satan and they hate Nazis. In other words, they're the best they're... Me- black metal band ever. I want to buy him a beer. <laughs> I would love to hang out with these guys. I'm sure it'd be a story I'd tell forever. (laughs) Yeah. But the thing that separates Watain from the pack for me, as somebody who listens to a whole lot of this kind of shit and ends up disappointed a lot of the time, is that Watain knows how to write a fucking song. Oh, (laughs) God. Yeah. Just excellent composition on this entire album. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's... Even if even if you don't have as much ease parsing harsh vocals as I do as somebody who listens to a lot of this shit, <laughs> there's distinct sing-along moments, there's identifiable choruses, there's melodies that aren't just, you know, a wall of indecipherable noise. Like, this is like, look, if, if you need any indication, like, I don't typically go for this kind of music, and I love the piss out of this album. Yeah. Yeah, like as far as as this for this straightforward-ish kind of a black metal thing, Watain just knows how to distill that formula into a good songwriting structure. It's not that long of an album. It's just under 50 minutes long, so mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with this kind of music, it won't exhaust you. No. Nah. It'll kick your ass, and, but you'll come out the other side and just be like, okay, I can still walk home. I can walk this off. Yeah, and, and there's, there's moments where it sort of simmers. You yeah, know, yeah. It it's got some dynamic to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few there's a few moments of like clean guitar playing and a guest female vocalist performing mm-hmm. some sort of more dramatic operatic thing. And but it all works. Yeah. There's all, you know, it feels carefully considered and delicately constructed, but it's all in the service of this aggressive assault on your senses. I think that, like, if this is music that you're not typically familiar with and you maybe, like, explored that a little bit, like when we talked about the Cradle of Filth album last year. Oh, yeah. You could make the jump from that to this and i think that they they are so adjacent that like this is this is a lot this is a lot harsher uh don't get me wrong but i think that like they have enough accessibility in there that like mm-hmm. i think that you can make that jump if this is not if that like that would be a good you know 
progression, I think, like something from Cradle of Filth and then go into this heavier, more aggressive and confrontational style. Uh, I think they're really adjacent and they fit really well back to back. Yeah, they have a they do have like a similar almost uh, theatrical presentation to them. Yeah. And like Cradle of Filth, they know how to actually write a song. Right. Good damn song. <laughs> like there's not a song on this thing. I just I let it as a skipper for me. Like every time I throw this on, I'm just happy to enjoy this start to finish. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. You know, you get it's not just it's not all light speed tremolo pick guitar riffs. There's some identifiable melodies yep. and memorable riffs and hooks yeah. that kind of carry you through this. And there's even, you know, there's some variation in the drumming. It's not yeah. all double kick drums all the time. But I enjoyed that myself, like as a drummer. <laughs> like that was definitely like it was eye opening. I was like, oh, like we're doing, we're having some variety here. Okay, I, I'm di- I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. So you know, if you're a newcomer to this style of music, it's funny that Watain is at at this is simultaneously one of the more infamous. At this point, bands that I'm comfortable recommending. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I know they're not total shitheads like a lot of people in this style of music tend to be. Yeah, like I definitely appreciate it. If somebody who doesn't know this genre as well as you, like this is like something like, can I listen to these guys? Are they are they Nazis? (laughs) Like, are they? There needs to be a website that's just, are they Nazis? And then there's a database. Nazis.org. Are they Nazis.org? There was a Tumblr. There was literally a Tumblr dedicated to this concept. Oh, good. Okay. At some point. <laughs> are they Nazis? Dot, are they not? I forget what the Tumblr was called, but yeah. That's where I learned that a whole bunch of bands that I was really into when I was getting into this kind of shit in high school, even if they didn't sing about that shit, there's a lot of people with some ties right to their local far-right political parties and i was like oh Oh, god that's Mm. unfortunate that'll do it yeah but it is not with tane thank god yeah like this yeah i would not want to give this record up i'm like this is one of those albums that just lit me the fuck up the first time i listened to it and i was like oh i can't believe it like it's just like when i when, when you go into a genre and it's not a genre you typically gel with because you know you just have your own preferences a lot of the time something that like it's a little outside of that and it catches you and it's just like oh, i think like again that moment of like i think i leveled up <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah this is this is the last bit of experience you needed yeah and you're in the you're in the dark world I'm now. In now i'm in now i get it all right <laughs> this is pretty awesome yeah <laughs> But yeah, it's it's raw, it's uncompromising, it's energetic. It's produced it's, really well, so it sounds yes. great. <laughs> mm-hmm. It it ticks all of the boxes. It it falls into none of the pitfalls that black metal often falls into, and it ad- adapts that style into something that's memorable and enjoyable, and something you can keep coming back to. Yeah, you know more than a month after the fact yeah yeah like literally was just listening to this the other day like uh it was like yep this still hits this still hits i'm so happy <laughs> i was listening it this uh this uh, afternoon nice, was, nice. yep like okay, what about you so, uh, ph what are your thoughts yeah. on the agony uh, and ecstasy of Watain? 
I was I was very excited for Latane because Taylor. <laughs> yeah, that it's, that initial excitement was just like, oh, okay, fuck, <laughs> she's done. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Taylor, you would you would hype this up before it was even released. Yeah, like it was like uh, uh, my you were literally just like my I, I'm already going to tell you my May pick is probably this. <laughs> and the album oh, wasn't because even, I knew it wasn't even <laughs> out yet. <laughs> And, that, oh. and and I looked at their like their band photo like on Apple Music for yeah. the first time me being introduced. I was like, oh, very cozy looking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but but I waited to hear this album. So this was my first Watain experience, mm-hmm. um, and I I fucking love this album. Like like this is probably uh, at this point of the year probably my favorite metal release uh, so far. Yeah, it's, um, it's real up there. It, it like it just starts out with what sounds like a big explosion <laughs> and it and it and it just goes furiously from there right yeah, yeah. um i i love the sort of uh gothic energy it brings to it as well i love the you know from the cradle of filth album the the theatrics like that kind of carries over um it, what you were talking about polly mm-hmm. and i just I, I i i eat that up i love that yeah um you know, it's it's definitely uh, more harsher um, than than Cradle, but um, I also found it a lot more digestible. Um, mm. as, if that makes any sense. Now that's um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know. It just Cradle. The first few times with Cradle of Filth, like I, I got a little fatigued um, listening to front to back. I mm-hmm. think that's a long album, but like this one, um, I thought was perfect. Oh wow, um, that's see, that's not of, how it would have been for me. Like it, yeah, yeah, just from front to back, I just felt like it had a good perfect runtime. Um, I got you. Yeah. And I and I and I and I love how this album builds oh, from yeah. start to finish. Yeah. Right. It's. I feel like every song sort of ups itself on the next song yeah like it's it's, like if, it's a curve that you really just keeps going up yeah i feel like we're just like we're uh we're we keep ascending some volcano or something yeah and, yeah um and yeah each song is like a step above the next uh, i mean and we have highlights uh like leper's grace before the cataclysm mm. we remain yeah um but yeah, it's just like the the album gets better and better as it progresses. Yeah, uh, for for me, and um, I, I think if there's only one song that I sort of have a little trouble with, mm-hmm. um, is "Funeral Winter," and like I I um I like the first leg of that song a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. I just it always ends up washing over me a little bit by the end of it. You know, the um, funny thing is about that song, and it's something that I notice. Every album and anybody that I've worked with, they always tell me that like when you are sequencing an album, that first before the last track, the penultimate track of an album is 90% of the time going to be the one you dislike the most. It just, yeah. it just, That's it's interesting. so common. Okay. All right. I didn't. I didn't even know. Oh, that. But yeah, that's it's like structuring a pro wrestling card. The match before the fucking main event is called the piss break match. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. But I like. I wouldn't say the track is like. It's not like bad, a, but it is. Yeah, it's it's one of the least exciting. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't skip it. No, um, not at all. Uh, but I've I've just kind of come to love it as like, oh, this is kind of washing out my eardrums. Yeah. To prepare to prepare them. For the awesome the finale. monolith. Mm-hmm. That is Septentrion. Oh, that, yeah. 
that finale, like I'm, I'm gonna put Septentrion up there with, uh, along with uh, Basketball Shoes, as one of the greatest <laughs> finales to an album I have heard this year. That's really like, that stop praise there. That that finale. Yeah, I think in. it's my favorite album fina- album closer yeah. this year. It's so good. Oh my! It's just every time. Yeah, I'm like yes. I'm, I'm um, get, it's like when I get to the it's like when we get to the end of the Cradle of Filth album with us Dark Invincible mm-hmm. I'm that same yeah. way like that's the song yep. I'm that's the song I'm there for let's go yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah this album fucking rules though like God, yeah so thank you for bringing this into my life Taylor like <laughs> thank you so much it's great I'm always happy to spread the dark word yeah yeah this is what like I said it's not a genre I typically click with so when I find things in it that like finally kind of like I feel like I'm finally kind of getting something like you always get like again it's that level up feeling where it's like I get it now the one Mm -hmm. that speaks to me and like that'll open doors later because there are things that will be adjacent to this that will make more sense to me now Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. We're expanding your horizons today. Exactly. Exactly. We hope so. Making new fans. New fans. All two people that listen to this. <laughs> yep. All of them. <laughs> and everybody else I can get to listen to Watain. Hi, PH's wife. <laughs> so, so, what track are I- you going with? Oh boy, it, it it's difficult to choose, uh, but I'm not going to spoil Septentrion, yeah, especially yeah. since you know I'm going to be talking about this again at the end of the year. You got probably. the end of the year to crack that one open. <laughs> but so instead, I'm going to go with "We Remain." Hell yes, yes. Which just kind of shows you that there is there is some depth here. Yes, <laughs> and it's not just. It isn't just a nonstop assault of of black metal cliches being thrown in your face. There's, you know, an appreciation for arrangement and melody mm. going on. Yeah, so it's it's one of the best crafted tracks on the album. Like if, if I wasn't going to pick Septentrion for the track, it would definitely be We Remain. So this is absolutely the pick I would have gone with, too.
you've now experienced the agony and ecstasy of Wutane. And if you haven't, like, you need to go out and do that. It's like I said, I'm a convert. It got me, and I don't typically listen to this stuff. I'm converted, too. I like to think that that's, what, like, that's really one of the goals of this, of this show, I think, is to kind of open people up to trying new things. Because we want to try new things ourselves, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're all, like, we all got to be willing to listen to each other's albums. Like, like if somebody would have chosen to smile, Taylor would have went into that and given it a fair shot, despite the fact that she doesn't like Radiohead, you know? It's just, like, it's kind of, like... <laughs> And like I like I absolutely want to give things like this a shot because you know all all forms of music I think are worth a shot. Um, that's kind of like why yeah. I like the t- I, that's why I like having the two co-hosts that I do. They have better music taste than me. No. <laughs> so so like my basic bitch ass tastes like they look better no. in comparison that way because they're augmented. You see. <laughs> Y'all influenced me. I'm ah. the one. To, y'all influenced me. <laughs> <laughs> Giving ourselves a pat on the back here for reaching the halfway point of the year, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, man, it's 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 you know we're like next month, like we're we're creaning in in like the the first half of the year, and it's been right. real, it's been real solid. Uh, there's still yep. some stuff coming in, so. Yeah, but that that's gonna get us out of here for May. May was May ended up a lot more stacked than I thought it would. Um, cause it came, yeah. it came in pretty quiet, but then like as the month went on, things just really heated up. So uh, right, we're gonna get ourselves out of here. But first, Taylor, where can the internet folks at home find you? You can find me on the Discord All or right. at SoundCloud.com/WesternDesolation. Although I may be moving to a different platform shortly. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And PH, I'm assuming, like usual, the folks will be able to find you hanging out in the Discord. I will be in the Discord with the dad vibes. The dis- in the Discord with the dad vibes. There you go. Um, and uh, yeah, like uh, you'll maybe want to keep an eye on that music channel because like I said... Uh, Sometime in June, we will probably be releasing a Discord-only episode. I can't release it on uh, a platform because of the nature of it, but I, we will talk about it nonetheless. Um, that's all I'll say for now. So if you're in the Discord, you might get a little extra treat if you like what we're doing here uh, sometime in June, late June, when a certain album by a certain band comes out that we all like. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> But I'm Polly, and you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead, where I do all of my dumb internet stuff. So, until next month, until we reach the halfway point of the year, we hope that the start of your... I hope that the start of your summer is good. Uh, We hope that things uh, are chill for you. We hope you're doing okay out there in internet land, and that you continue to do so. And we also think that you probably should listen to a little more Death Grips. 